Welcome back, everybody. This is Ava and Eric here with this week's episode of Pew Pew Panel. And in case you can't tell, we're going to be talking about some awesome Christmas gift ideas for the gun lover in your life. We've got our wonderful attire on to get very festive here, of course. All right. Okay. Ava's I don't know what's going on with your hat, Eric. I think you're wearing like a, is it a beaver hat or? <laughs> uh, no, it is definitely a coon hat. So, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah, I mean, I, I had to kill a leopard for mine. I'm not judging. Okay. <laughs> so what is your, yeah. wait, before we start, we got to show off these Christmas sweaters. So what does your sweater say? What is on it? Mine is Star Wars related. Okay. I like it. Some stormtroopers, you know, got the evil empire sweater on. Now, the reason I chose this particular cap is, is for because of Christmas story. You know, the the bully in Christmas story always had the ugly, uh, you know, fur cap on. So I was trying to kind of, you know, get yeah. my bully armor, I suppose. I like it. Well, mine says "Fab you us." <laughs> right, or yeah. So in today's episode, we are going to be breaking down some awesome gift ideas for that gun lover in your life. Before we get started, I would like to thank one of today's sponsors, and that is electronictransfer.com. They are known as the firearms payment specialist. Their motto is no woke banks. In case you guys don't know, look, a lot of companies have really started to pull back on, on the gun industry, right? A lot of banks, especially, right? They refuse to do business and process payments uh, for the gun industry. You know, back uh, during the Obama administration, a lot of banks were forced or at least coerced into not doing business with certain industries, including the gun industry. So someone like electronictransfer.com, they're a great company who's willing to do processing. You don't ever have to worry about your data, you know, going anywhere. You don't have to worry about not being able to get processing. It's all encrypted. It's very safe. And the rates are actually very reasonable and right in line with exactly any other type of rate that you would see in the industry. So if you run a gun shop or let's just say any type of business that is, let's just say, in the conservative realm, and you're worried about the woke banks dropping you overnight for some innocuous reason, definitely check out electronictransfer.com. We'll have all of the information below where you can check them out. And a big thanks to them for supporting uh, our podcast here at Pew Pew Panel. So, and I think that they are actually, if you send them your um, like your invoice or your statement or whatever, I'm pretty sure that they are able to beat whatever you guys are paying now. So there's also that advantage as well. So definitely check them out. All right, so starting off a uh, mail call. So I think you went first last time. Um, I'm gonna go first. So I got this really cool muzzle break. It's from Walker Defense Research. And I'm gonna be totally, like I'm gonna admit, it's pretty ugly. And they were at your range day. I don't know if you remember this, but oh, yeah. it is called the Nero 762 muzzle break. And it is made specifically for uh, 308. And essentially, because of like the weird um, shape of this, it actually, can you see that? Oops, there we go. Um, so because of the weird shape of this, it couldn't be like made with your typical metal. So it's actually made with Inconel. It's 3D printed using DMLS. And it is supposed to uh, reduce the recoil significantly and any or not recoil muzzle rise so tomorrow i'm actually taking this to my dad's and i'm going to shoot his full auto scar chambered in 308 and honestly that gun is kind of i mean it's not easy to shoot mostly because it's like polymer the the recoil i mean that gun's like all over the place so i'm going to shoot it um just you know as is stock gun and then i'm going to pop this thing on and then see if that actually makes a difference and I think that there's nothing better than showing if there is any sort of, you know, muzzle rise reduction by shooting full auto, because then it, it doesn't matter how bad you're, you know, you're pulling down on that gun. Um, it's still, you know, so yeah. Um, but if you guys want to check it out, that is uh, Walker Defense Research. And again, this is called the Nero. So... All right, Eric. I tried out at range day, actually. Um, I, I was doing some, you know, pretty rapid double taps with it, which, again, you know, on a machine gun, you're going to get a much better idea of what that thing is doing. But I did test it out on an AR-10 that they had. It seemed to work quite well. And as you said, like, they are a little bit ugly, but when you look at the dimensions oh, of that right, it, it's it's very specifically made the way that it is, like, so that the, yeah. the volume of gases, the way the gases expand, 
Uh, it's very scientific in the way they figured out the the perfect amount of gas expansion and and vol- volume inside of the of the muzzle brake itself. So um, it's ugly for a reason, but it, it definitely yeah. works well. I know exactly. That's what I told my sister yesterday. I was like, you know what? If this thing works well, who cares if it's ugly? And it actually feels like pretty good quality. You know, when you think 3D printed, you think like some, you know, plastic. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, it's it has some weight to it. It's pretty good quality. So I'm excited to try that out. Inkadel's no joke. And something else that is no joke is what I got in the mail. Now, okay, where are these things at? Because I know I could smell them earlier. <laughs> so we out to, uh, to a buddy of ours. Let's just say a, a, a viewer or listener, a Pew Pew panel. And uh, they, we had mentioned that we want to do a hot pepper episode, and, and we do have that episode coming up. Obviously, we weren't about to film that before doing this, because I probably wouldn't be able to do this episode if I had these peppers in me. But he sent them out. And of course, they're in a, just, he put them in a regular container that used to have some uh, peanuts in them. As you can see, it says, you gotta be nuts. Look I'm literally dying. I mean, so you said that even as you're opening the box, you could smell these things. I can smell them now. And so this this guy has been emailing me like nonstop. And he's like, man, I'm telling you, if Eric eats these, like make sure he has mac and cheese or something starchy or like pizza. Um, he also said, don't drink water because I guess it just makes it worse. And he could only eat, I think, one or two tops. Yeah. So... We are recording this episode next, and I can't wait for you guys to see. Maybe, hopefully, I just, I'm just really scared that it might end badly. And then I'm like, okay, Eric, who do I need to call for help? As you're like passed out, and I'm like, okay, this ended really badly. And we're going to be like those jerks on YouTube that had to do, you know, that pulled a prank or had to do it for views, and it ends up, you know, God forbid, deadly. These are supposed to be 2.7 million Scoval units yeah and then well next episode we'll talk about it we'll show you guys like what other things like jalapeno for example just so you guys have something to compare it um but these are going to be very hot so yeah, yeah. that that right. came yeah. up, up next but yeah now that, we'll definitely talk about christmas stuff <laughs> yeah now we're in the holiday spirit <laughs> oh, all right yeah. so now it's time for the would you rather question um, somebody wrote in, uh, love the podcast since day one, Ava. Sometimes I play the podcast over the loud mic at work to bring up the two-way conversations. Ha ha. Sometimes you got to break a few rules. Great meeting you at TriggerCon 2023. It went by too quickly. Just for, let's say, craps and giggles, would you rather do a boxing match with a Grinch or Jack Skellington, Nightmare Before Christmas? I mean, hands down, Jack Skellington, because he's just bones. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The Grinch is pretty strong. I yeah, mean, that's why I'm saying. I would rather do, I mean, I'm going to win if I did against the Grinch. I don't know. Actually, funny story about the Grinch. So in my neighborhood, I live in a pretty nice neighborhood. And um, in my last neighborhood, I used to be like the Jones. Like, I had the nicest house on the block. This era, like now my new house. Not so much. Everybody has a pretty nice house. These people, the extent that they've gone with their freaking Christmas lights and decorations, and I can't even top it. I can't even come close. So finally, I've given in, and I bought a Grinch mask, and I stuffed it, and I put it in this little room that's on the top of my house in the bathroom, and I put some Christmas lights around it, and it's illuminated 24-7, and that's all that shows. So as people drive through, they're like, oh, Christmas lights everywhere. Oh, it's so great. And then you see my house, and there's the Grinch peeking his head through. <laughs> you know, it's not that the Grinch was, you know, a terrible person or anything. Or he just didn't. He just, he just didn't like people. You know, just yeah, I, I kind of feel for him, honestly. I feel like I have a lot more in common with him than, you know. <laughs> I know. But, but when you look at Jack Skellington as well, though, you know, he... He just had an identity issue, you know? He didn't really understand what he was meant to be or what he was meant to do, just like the Grinch did. I mean, and those stories are very similar in, in some ways, and I think I would have to get in a fight with Jack Skellington because, you know, he's a little scrawny, bony guy. I could probably just snap him and yeah, be dope. Yeah, he would go you know, I don't know. I mean, like, Jack Skellington is pretty strong, too. He did, you know, <laughs> picked up a few things. It's just fantasy, but 
I don't know. Like maybe maybe the Grinch would be a good challenge, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna be a rogue and say the Grinch. Why not? Yeah. I'm like, you can't yeah. just agree with me. We can't both just take on this skeleton, this little puny skeleton, you know. You take on Jack Skeleton, I'll take on the Grinch. It's all, all right. Great. All right, teamwork. So now uh listener questions. Unfortunately, we didn't really have any questions. So if you guys have any questions for us. Um, just let us know, write it in the comment section, which by the way, we're really trying to grow Pew Pew panel YouTube channel. So if you're listening to the show on Eric's channel, if you want to head on over to Pew Pew panel, we'd greatly appreciate it. But I do check, uh, comments on both. Uh, we do have one question, Ava, that, that I did, um, go through oh, on Twitter. Just, oh. Yeah. We had, had a couple of people respond on Twitter. So Han, Han shot first says, 115 grain or 150 grain nine millimeter go. 150, booyah. 150. Yeah, it typically has a little less recoil. And then I'm going to yeah. take it up a notch and I'm going to say Syntec, Federal Syntec, which I just recorded the stupidest uh, video of me acting like that Syntec, the little red tip was lipstick. And it was like probably the biggest gun bunny thing I've ever done. But Federal loved it. They are a sponsor of mine. And uh, absolutely love having an ammo sponsor, especially when it's like the best. I think Federal makes the absolute best ammo, but, um, but yeah, hands down the Syntec 150, it shoots like a dream and has a bunch of other benefits. Uh, it's super clean shooting and yeah, you can't go wrong. It's what so crazy that you mentioned the 150 grain Syntec because that is my preferred uh, suppressing round. So, like, if we're going to shoot nine mils up, yeah. guys, it suppresses so well. And uh, because of the design of the Syntec projectile, it doesn't, you know, gum up your suppressor, exactly. you know, a whole bunch of crap in there. So, Federal really had um, their thinking cap on when they designed that particular round. I do like it. Um, Are I, you I, gonna, well, wait, the question is, do you like red or purple? <laughs> oh, definitely the red. Definitely the red. Oh, hands down. <laughs> mm hmm but I, I wonder if that particular question was fielded specifically in relation to carry ammo rather than ball. You know, the Syntec is not really a carry load. Now, when you start getting into a carry load, um, you know, that's a, a vastly varying weight in terms of going from 115 grain carry load up to 150 grain carry load. I know some of the micro pistol carry loads that you can get are like in the 135 grain range or something. It's like yeah. kind of an odd grain range in order to make the most out of that short barrel and still allow for some expansion out of the shorter barrel. So I know that that's a consideration. Federal does offer some, you know, micro loads that are really more tuned for, you know, a micro subcompact or a micro nine uh, pistol like the P, uh, the SIG P365 or something like that, or the Shield Plus, something in that category with a real short barrel. Um, I don't know if I would really opt for a 150 grain load in a carry load although i do carry a lot of the 147 grain plus p uh carry ammo especially in like a five inch gun i've got a, a sig m17 uh that i carry uh, and that's a full-size pistol i think it's at least a what 4.7 inch or five inch barrel something like that you know a, a gun that puts it in like a normal length barrel and the 147 plus p is kind of my go-to i do prefer the heavier loads just because i do feel the the recoil is not quite as bad and also as as ava mentioned too uh, the accuracy is very good with the heavier uh, projectiles in the nine millimeter. And I always find that 147 shoots so much better than 115s. And then 124s shoot a lot better than 115s. It seems like the yeah. light projectiles, they have erratic accuracy sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, and I do feel like the heavier projectiles shoot better. Yeah. That was excellent point to bring up uh, with concealed carry. But yeah. All right. Listener comments. So Mike McCauley, 8089 said too many ads hmm well uh sorry but we got a pair of bills <laughs> yep. Yep. i always, I always like kind of laugh when people say that or they complain and it's like all right well i'm sorry i'm giving you free content so and most of us quit our jobs so that we could record content full-time um i have to put food on my table somehow and at least it's with companies that i use and believe in so now look, uh, it could be worse. We could we could take on like advertisements for something that's totally off topic and not even gun related. I mean, now Peaches, now I'm sure she eats a lot. So I mean, that little dog eats, eats a lot of food. Much. 
And you so, have to feed her like half a deer every day. You know? No, so I actually brought her to the vet because she had a hot spot on her tail. And the vet was super nice. And everybody loves peaches because I've been bringing her there since she was a baby. And they just like remember her. And they all said, um, well, I told the vet, I was like, man, you'd kill me if I told you how much she eats. And she's like, how much does she eat? And I said four cups a day. And she was like, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, she was only like five pounds. And I was like, look, I mean, she still looks very skinny to me. And if she's eating it and she's not like, excuse my language, crap her brains out or and, and the vet's like, all right. I mean, she just has a fast metabolism. But I'm like, look, if my baby's hungry, you know, I'm going to feed her. <laughs> I'd rather have a dog that overeats than doesn't eat at all, because then I think later on that might cause some issues. So that's that's right. Yeah. And a, a quick note on the advertisements. I, I know that some people say, oh, well, maybe there's a wait, you know, too many advertisements. And look, y'all, it's not cheap to to produce content. You know, it does it does cost money and it is part of our livelihood. And many of these folks that you watch on YouTube, not just us. Not mm-hmm. not just YouTubers, but like if you're watching podcasts or bloggers, YouTubers, anything like that, anything where, where someone's giving a plug or doing an ad, look, guys, it's just part of our livelihood. It's how we make a living. And as Ava said, you know, we're never going to, you know, put something in there that, that we wouldn't use or that we don't use or we don't like or support. And we also try to keep it obviously gun related because this is a gun channel that you're seeing this on if you're watching on IB8888. And obviously PP Panel is a gun related podcast. So we're obviously only going to, you know, put forth things in our show that we think that you would like because we like it. We support it. Yeah. So uh, we hope you understand that it's just it's part of our livelihood. So uh, we appreciate you understand. Next is Hickok4586. So this is the guy that sent the peppers. He said, will the peppers be a new type of meltdown series? If you want to have some fun with anyone else with the peppers, I have two words, dueling tree. Eric, have you opened the jar and taken a whiff? If so, do you have nose hairs left? I'm surprised my neighbors haven't complained when I'm drying the peppers. Anyways, best of luck. Make sure to have a full stomach of starchy food before eating any peppers. And may the shorts be with you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And then next is JT and ORD. The bear defense discussion is pretty painful. Very dumb question to start. Consider reading some articles and watching some videos on the subject of bear attacks for more practical information. So the thing is, is like with these would you rather questions is sometimes they're not practical. In most cases, it's not practical, but it's kind of like, okay, what is the better of the two worst case scenarios? So obviously it's not practical. I mean, if we were actually in bear country, we're not going to have a 22 or a 45. No. Most All right. People- country usually employ some type of a uh, shotgun like a lot of those folks that carry pistol grip mossbergs with mm-hmm. the uh pretty key black magic slugs and uh, in case you don't know that's a one and one three eighth ounce slug that's moving at a ridiculous amount of speed generates well over three thousand foot pounds of energy at the muzzle it's a very powerful shotgun slug and a lot of the fish and game guys up in Alaska use the pistol grip Mossbergs with the Berniki Black Magics. They're actually one of the biggest purchasers of the Berniki Black Magic slug for that purpose because it is such a great one-shot stop on a dangerous a bear. If, for whatever reason, they do have to dispatch a bear, I mean, obviously, they're going to go out of their way to avoid shooting a bear at all costs because that's, you know... They don't want you shooting bears, especially if it's outside of hunting season. I mean, there's still all these things I have to consider. If your life is in danger and the bear is going to kill you, obviously you have to do what you have to do. So they choose the Berniki Black Magic and the one and three eighth ounce, which is a very heavy, high recoil slug made out of a really hard lead with a lot of antimony and tin in it. It's a very hard Burdell hardness of, of a slug and it will penetrate very heavy bones, very heavy hide. And that is why that is chosen as the preferred bear stopping round up in that, up especially up in Alaska and in that area up up north where you got some really big bears. So, you know, I'm not going to get into any more detail, but just know that there are uh, much better medicine for bears than what we mentioned yeah. in that in that podcast. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> All right, now um, before we get into the main topic, Gideon Optics. If you guys are looking for quality optics, whether it's for long guns or pistols, uh, that is affordable definitely check out Gideon Optics. They're pretty new to the market, but they are extremely competitive as far as the quality and the price that they offer. Eric, you're showing off your, which one was that? The, the mediator. Um, 
I actually think I'm going to put that on. I have a PCC that I just got um, that I, I think I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to use that that optic for it. So check it out, gideonoptics.com. All right. So things that we put together that you could get the gun lever. And I know shopping for people is really difficult. And then also, you know, shopping for, for people who like guns. Because like, I don't know, I'm not against getting somebody a gun if you know exactly what they want. But a lot of times people just gift, you know, each other a gun and it doesn't really fit their hand well. It doesn't serve, you know, the purpose that they're looking to serve. And um, and it's just it's a it's a pretty costly, you know, like mistake to a degree. So we put together a list. Uh, first on my list is Mantis dry fire devices. My favorite is the X10 just because you could use it on rifles, shotgun, bow and arrow. Um, as well as pistols, and it has, you know, all sorts of applications. Uh, you would dry fire, and you could also live fire with it, whereas, like, the X2 and X3, you can't. Um, but it's so great because even if you are, like, an advanced shooter, there is still things that it will pick up on. And I've I've learned a lot from it. I mean, I haven't met somebody. I've actually never met somebody who didn't use it and practice with it and become a better shooter. And you can get, I mean, like you can get the X2, for example, for a hundred bucks and then, you know, X3, X10, it goes up a little bit more from that. They also have the Dry Fire Academy, uh, the Blackbeard. If you guys want to dry fire your AR, they have the regular Blackbeard and then the Blackbeard X for a little bit more, but quality stuff. Uh, then I would say an Upalula speed loader, which I don't know, Eric, do you use speed loaders by chance? You're probably like, no, I'm a man. <laughs> oh, no, no. I use the crap out of speed loaders. Um, one of the speed loaders I use is the Potovatch. And um, it, they're actually oh, okay, made, in, yeah. they're made in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, when we're doing our meltdown videos, uh, we have to load hundreds of AR magazines. So uh, we use the Potovatch for that. Actually, we have a pair of them, and we just kind of team up and load mags that way. The Potovatch is nice. I do like the Lulas quite a bit. That's, a, I believe, an, a very important staple in every gun owner's arsenal of tools are the Lula uploaders, whether it's the pistol version. They do make a universal pistol version that is very handy. They also make some that are specific to certain rifle mags. You can get them for the FAL, for the SCAR. You can get them for your ARs, AKs, pretty much, you know, MP5s, all sorts of different mags. Uh, they are absolutely essential, not only for loading magazines, but for unloading magazines as well. If you do need to unload the mag, uh, it does facilitate that quite well. And they're not expensive. So if you're just looking for a stocking stuffer, it's a perfect item to give someone, um, especially like everyone has an AR. So if you have a gun lover in your life and you don't really know what to get them, trust me, if they get an AR-15 Lula loader, they're going to be very happy. I've actually never used the Up Lula um, rifle loader. It's just from pistol. And I will say, guys, like they come in a variety of different colors, pink, green, orange. And you might just think like, no, I want black. That was probably my only mistake is I should have gotten them different colors because I keep them in every one of my range bags. But sometimes my range bag can be kind of dark. So I'm like, where the hell is this be a loader? So that would be like the only downfall. And as far as the Podovac, I didn't know that they made it in AR. I have two that are for AKs and they work right. Uh, next, I'd say Vertex, uh, either, you know, backpack, range bag, but they also just came out with a fanny pack. And I know what you guys are thinking. Fanny packs are really lame, but honestly, they're making a comeback. Uh, Sig Rose also launched their fanny pack. And you can find some videos of me drawing from the holster from that that fanny pack. And I was able to do it under two seconds by the time I was able to pull out that holster and then fire one round. Um, and that was just me practicing with the Mantis uh, just for really just a few minutes. So I would say that would be a really good idea, especially if people are kind of having a hard time of figuring out how to carry on the body. Maybe to start off, you know, maybe fanny pack would be something or if nothing else would be a great secondary option. One thing I want to mention about fanny packs is I know what people are probably thinking, especially guys, you're thinking like, man, I'm not going to get caught dead with a fanny pack with a gun. <laughs> like, and, and trust me, I get that. And I would say one way that you can do it and not uh, necessarily break bro code, if you will, is if you're in workout attire, I think it is acceptable to have a fanny pack on. You know, if, if you're leaving the gym or going to the gym, or if you're 
let's just say you're out and about in in uh, in town and you're in your workout clothes. Having a fanny pack looks like it would be something. Okay, yeah, like maybe you need to keep up your phone and keys in the gym and you weren't I mean, able you to take always- the fanny pack off and work out and then put it back on. So like that, I could see where maybe from an outfit standpoint, you could probably get away with it. Or maybe you could put your shirt over it or sweater. Yeah. You know, I mean, or another time that it's probably suitable is like if you have an animal on your head. I think that that would probably just, you know, <laughs> that would work people look. <laughs> if you're carrying, if you have a baby with you in a in a in a stroller, and you've got a baby uh, supply bag, like a, a backpack with all the baby stuff on your back, then in that case, yeah, like wearing a fanny pack, someone would just assume it's more stuff for the baby, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say a holster because like holsters are one of those things where like it just it's hard to find a, a good holster. But also it's one of those things where people don't always want to buy one or if they already have one, let's say they keep wearing it. I mean, it would be cool. Like it doesn't mean they have to change out their EDC, but like a new holster would be cool. Um, Sake holsters is one of my favorite. S-A-E-K. I is in. Somebody just ring my doorbell hold on i'm gonna get it real quick because we could always stop this okay no worries i'm just gonna let it keep running ava okay you're good so i sorry guys i just had to go get my uh my doorbell ring and as you can imagine uh the ups driver well he was walking away as i opened my door um but he was like what's going on in that house (laughs) anyways um so say holsters my favorite is my favorite about the company is the guys located in Washington. Um, but from the time that you place your order until the time that you have it in your hand, we're looking at less than a week. And that includes shipping. This guy is like super quick and he has all these like fun prints to choose from. And then he's also super affordable. So that's my go-to. Eric, I don't know if you have like a go-to for holsters, but. Um, well, sometime back, uh, the folks at Alien, Alien Gear, you know, they wound up sending me a couple of things to check out. And I really, really enjoy their holsters. They've got a lot of great options. Everything from like the more tactical style that can accommodate like a full size uh, pistol with a light and everything like that mm-hmm. on like a duty belt. Like I've got some of those holsters that they make as well as some of the more deep concealable types. I mean, I've really enjoyed them a lot. And, you know, when it comes to holsters, you know, I also don't mind a little gun leather from time to time. I almost kind of feel like if you're gonna, you know, run like a 1911 or something, I don't know. You it's need just, it. I feel like you have to have some gun leather for a 1911. And so We The People Holsters actually has some nice hybrid holsters. And some of their holsters have like nice uh, Kydex molding, but with like the leather as well. And mm-hmm. they also have like uh, sort of a suede internal area on the holster. So it doesn't scratch the gun or anything like that. And also it feels a lot more broken in right out of the, out of the box. I mean, that's one thing about leather is that if it's a straight leather holster, you're going to have to break it in, maybe use some leather conditioner and leather softener and really kind of get it broken. However, once leather is broken in, there's nothing more comfortable than a leather holster, um, especially if you can deal with, um, you know, the way those kind of holsters look. But I actually have one of the We The People holsters for my uh, Glock 19X, and I, I like to be a rogue and carry my uh, Glock in a leather holster. Uh, nice. People off, but it's great. And, um, and, and really... The, the best holster is the one you're going to wear you're gonna, and that you're going to use. And holsters can vary in price, um, you know, all the way from very affordable. I mean, like Phobos makes some really great entry-level holsters. So let's say that um, one thing that we kind of maybe failed to mention earlier is that what makes this particular Christmas gift episode so important is that right now there are so many new gun owners from many, many different walks mm-hmm. of life. And we have more females now. Than, than ever before choosing to arm themselves. And there's lots of people that have never owned a gun up until this year, and even a year or two ago, but especially even now, are NICS checks. When we look at the NICS system, NICS checks are up an exponential amount, which means that people are buying guns at an unprecedented rate. So that's what makes this episode so much more important. You know, I've done some Christmas gift rounds up in the past on my channel, just, you know, Chad and I or Barry and I in the past. Um, so that's what makes this one so important that, you know, yes, there are a lot of upper end options for things like holsters and other accoutrements, if you will. However, you can also get some great stuff from someone like Phobos, right? Phobos makes a great entry level holster. It doesn't cost a lot of money. So if someone just bought a gun and you know what type of gun they have and you know they don't have a holster and you just want to get them like 
a basic holster to get them started and you don't want to spend a lot of money, Phobus is not a bad option. They are really nice for what they are. They totally are. One of my first holsters was a Phobus and you know what? I still have it. And I was it literally just thinking that I, I bought a Phobus uh, because I ordered it from my, my gun uh, wholesaler and that's what they were selling. And I was like, all right, well, I need this holster. And he's like, I have these. And I was like, okay, without really even knowing, you know, but I mean, this was like 10 years ago when like even Kydex wasn't even that popular then. So yeah, they're like 25 bucks or so. They're like less. Oh, yeah. Than yeah, definitely. Um, I just recently got this ammo bag from Southern Bullets and Southern Bullets also makes holsters. Let me just grab this real quick. And okay. I probably should have worn pants. So we're just going to. No. Like, <laughs> no, I'm totally so, <laughs> so while Ava is going to get this uh this this ammo ammo thing that she's uh getting here, I want to mention quickly earlier, Ava had mentioned, look, I'll go ahead and pop this over here okay. real quick. I'll just mention that Ava had mentioned before about the Lula, the up Lula loaders and getting them mixed up and everything like that. Well, what you can do is you can actually um you can take yourselves ammo cans. Now, look, like military ammo cans are also a great gift, right? You can go to your local surplus store and just buy surplus ammo cans. And sometimes the cool thing about a surplus ammo can is that they have some kind of rough markings on them or, you know, maybe unit markings. So get creative. Find an ammo can that's got some like cool stencil sprayed on it from a military unit or something like that. Don't think it has to be something new. As long as the liner or the, uh, the seal in the top of the lid is not all dry rotted out, that's something that is totally awesome to check out. Like you can just take a label maker, right? Get your, the, the gun person in your family, buy them a label maker if they don't have one, because that's a great way to keep up with your ammo cans, you know, put nine millimeter or whatever, whatever's in the ammo can, you can take a label maker and put that on the lid of the can. And let's say if you've got a whole bunch of nine mil in a can and you know, you're always going to use, you know, pistol mags and load, you can take your Lula loader and just throw it in there with the ammo. And that way, when you grab your, ammo can that says nine millimeter on it you know you've always got a lula in each of the cans if you can afford to buy some extras that's what i typically do or i may even put certain magazines like for instance on my glock 19 or any of my glock pistols or let's say my sig m17 uh, m18 320 whatever you know they all use the same magazine so i may have like a 30 cal ammo can one of the little slim guys right and i'll put all of my magazines in there and i'll put m17 m18 P320 on the lid of the ammo can so that I know that when I grab that can, if I'm going to the range with my SIG, all I have to do is grab my ammo can that says my M17 on it, and I've got all of my accoutrements related to that particular mag, including my mag loaders in that one can, and just makes it easy to grab and go. So that might be something worth uh, worth checking out. So with those ammo cans, you can actually you know keep track of all of your loaders and your ammo and your accessories quite well. And that's actually a very attractive and affordable option. You know, you can go to your surplus store and find some really beat up ones with cool unit markings on them. And that's always a great gift to give somebody. Just make sure that the seals and the lid are in good condition and everything like that. But overall, um, that is a great option. And I just want to mention that while Ava is getting her stuff here, I'm going to bring her back. All right, Ava, you got your, got your stuff? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Okay. So this is from Southern Bullet and it's this cute little ammo bag. Um, and uh you could what's great about it is like it's a patch um these patches are actually really good quality patches i don't know who makes them but i want to i want them to make me a patch and then just you know so kind of has like that feminine touch um although who knows maybe you guys like it too um but yeah southern bullet okay. with this cute little sticker that says stay safe stay stylish cool yeah. It's like a toiletry bag, but for ammo. I know. I know. I was like, man, it's so pretty. I almost don't want to put my ammo in it. Cause but yeah, it's pretty cute. Uh, but that is Southern Bullets. Um, next I would say targets. So I really like Caldwell's targets. For one, I think they make awesome steel targets that are really affordable and they're always having a bunch a bunch of sales. Um, if you use the code AVA10, AVA110, you'll get 10% off your entire order. I also like the targets that illuminate, like kind of like the shoot and see targets, um, because especially as an instructor, I mean, there's something worse than like not being able to see where your hits go. And a lot of times if you're shooting at a distance, like it's, you know, so those targets make it a lot easier. And I feel like targets is one of those things. Targets and ammo is one of those things where like 
it's a necessary, but like you hate buying them, right? Eventually it's kind of like toiletries, like you mentioned, um, like toilet paper, tissues, nothing worse than like spending money on it. You need it, but it's like, again, you know, um, and that would bring me into ammo. So ammo is one of those things where if you know that they have a nine millimeter or an AR or anything like that, definitely get them ammo. Ammo is one of those things where I personally hate buying, although I don't buy it anymore thanks to federal, but it's, I hated it. You know, I mean, there's nothing worse. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, if, if you are at a loss for what to get someone in your life that is a gun lover and you know what kind of guns they have and you know enough about guns to know, oh, okay, it's a nine mil or it's a five by six or whatever it might be, or a 12 gauge, you can absolutely never go wrong with ammo, ever. Ammo is absolutely essential. It is the battery of the gun, if you will. And in fact, um, that was one thing we were going to mention in in this particular list as well, is batteries. You know, there's lots of things such as your, uh, your CR-123s and even double A's. Like, I know double A's may not necessarily be used in like your tactical devices, like flashlights well, and stuff. Your ear pro. But your ear pro, right? But... Think about how many people go through double A's. Like it's an extremely common battery type. And if you're just at a loss for what to buy someone, they are never going to turn down a flat of batteries, especially CR-123s. If you know they have night vision and thermals and tactical flashlights and things of that nature, you can never go wrong with CR-123s. I would recommend going on Amazon and buying them in bulk. Uh, The ones that I buy actually come in military Mylar packaging for long-term storage. And uh, if you have, let's say your ammo cans we mentioned earlier, you could have you a specific ammo can just for your batteries. And then you put your CR-123 on the lid or whatever you're going to do with your fancy label maker I told you to get. Okay. Uh, But also your oxygen depleters. Okay. Uh, The silica packs, whether it's the uh, types that come in like the little pouches like you see in food, or if it's the rechargeable ones that come in little metal tins that you can uh, recharge them in the oven or whatever. Those are great, too, to help with moisture, especially if someone lives in the southern climate like where I am. It's very humid. So you want to make sure that no humidity can get to your ammo, to your batteries, um, especially your ammunition, especially uh, primers, powder, other types of reloading components. You're going to keep in a can or, or anywhere for that matter. You have to be able to keep that stuff dry. So depending on the climate, you know, if someone is in the southwest where it's very dry, I mean, even where you're at, it's probably very dry, Ava. I mean, right now, it just snowed snowed about a foot, if we're being honest. I got to shovel my driveway after this. Right. (laughs) But But it's something that I don't have to worry about. Yeah, generally speaking, you don't have to worry about high humidity through and throughout the entire year, whereby here in the South, the air is like hot soup. I mean, during the summer, it's 100% humidity, 100 degrees. And yes, like things can flash rust in a hurry. So things like oxygen depleters, ammo cans with good solid... Uh, seals in them and in order to keep things in to keep things organized is always a good bet and that's why I order my batteries in mylar packaging so that they uh, stand the best chance of not you know gathering any type of corrosion or having an issue makes them last a lot longer Mm -hmm. absolutely I just started busting out laughing a few minutes ago because I'm like man I just can't get over this hat Uh, next on our list are some iPro some nice iPro my favorite is Gators. Yes, they're a sponsor of mine. But, so, man, now I know why you wear glasses all the time. Like, this is friggin' awesome. I know. It's bright. And so many people give me a hard time about wearing shades, but they don't realize how bright these lights are. But I figure since people are giving me so much crap that I would just wear my normal clears. Um, I all right. So, I know, right? Podcast Nazis. You know, I know. <laughs> uh, so Gators, they have like a variety of different stuff. This is the Skyhook. These are the ones that I wear every day. All, all of their like glasses you could use off the range, on the range, which is why I like them because sometimes I don't always remember to bring my eye pro, especially if I go to my dad's and then he's like, let's shoot some guns. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're shooting. And then I have to like borrow some like, you know, dinky ones. So I love it because I always have these in my car. Um, but you- they're definitely quality glasses. Some of them are able to take you know quite the hit and not break um and they're aluminum frames so you can just kind of like you know bend them with a little bit of effort uh form fit your your face these nose pieces are uh you can move them up or down i always move them up a little bit because i don't like glasses just like sitting right there on my on my face you see it's kind of up um 
But yeah, the most comfortable glasses I've ever had and huge fan. Um, if you guys want 15% off, you could use the code gators.com forward slash AVA, A-V-A-1-5, and that'll get you 15% off. Uh, next, I would say lower parts kit. If your person enjoys building their guns, um, you can't go wrong with a lower parts kit. Debatable if you want to include the mil-spec trigger in there. I'm a little bit of a trigger snob, so I usually get my lower parts kit without the trigger, but... Or even like an oops kit. Have you seen those where it includes like all the little things like the roll or yeah, the roll pin and stuff that you would typically um, lose, you know, when you're putting together an AR. That's also really good and pretty inexpensive. I mean, you can get a lower parts kit for, I don't know, like under 30 bucks if you really look around. Um, I'd also recommend an AR trigger. Nothing is better than shooting a gun that has like an updated trigger and my favorite is trigger tech but they're pretty pricey um i have trigger tech in quite a few of my guns if you're looking for something that's a little less pricey like let's say the the 150 range i would say rise armament um eric i don't know if you've had any experience with rise armament but um their stuff's like i mean they have a trigger that is phenomenal it used to be 100 bucks unfortunately it went up to 150 you know gotta love you know inflation but uh that's a really it's a really solid trigger yeah i i have shot the rise armaments before they're very nice triggers you know i i've experienced a lot of random error triggers in my day and and you know mm -hmm. it's very hard to run into one that's not good i mean whether it's a the timneys is a great drop in um, ballistic engineering is a great drop in I love the Geisleys, of course. I mean, Geisley is a staple in the drop-in uh, AR your community, especially for the money. Um, the ALGs, you know, which are kind of the more budget-minded version of the Geisleys are great. It's kind of an improved mil-spec trigger. So you don't have to spend a ton of money to get a great AR trigger. And one thing I want to mention, too, about the parts kits is that um, that is a fantastic gift that you can get someone as a lower parts kit, especially the Oops kits, as Ava mentioned. Um mm -hmm. Many of us, I mean, I guess it depends on what type of AR stock that you run, but like on a lot of my full-size guns, um, my 18 and 20-inch SPRs, I always run the Magpul Mo butt stocks, and they have a decent amount of storage in the butt. Now, if some of you know that the A2 butt stock is traditionally used to store cleaning kit uh, in the original military guns and everything like that, and of course the Magpul is no different. You have a compartment to store uh, a cleaning kit if that's what you want to do. If you're clever... You can take your cleaning kit and put it in there, but you can also fit a spare bolt, a spare extractor, a spare firing pin, and a complete oops kit, as well as dental picks, a small bottle of grease, a small bottle of oil in there. It will cram in there. Yes, you can get it in there. So I always recommend that if you have storage in your rifle, especially in an A2 buttstock or something similar like the Magpul Mo or some of the really fine stocks from BCM, which are fantastic as well, um, you know, if someone in your life has uh, an AR setup like that and you know they have that accessory uh, component, you know, getting them an oops kit or a spare bolt or a spare firing pin or just a, you know, a spare parts kit can go a long way for them. And also, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I mean, having an extra cam pin, um, extractor, firing pin, um, and then the cam pin retaining pin, you know, or the firing pin retaining pin, that the little cotter pin that gets lost, you know, maybe a few spare oops components. That can go a long way and you don't have to spend a ton of money uh, to have that little bit of redundancy. So I know that if I'm in the field and one of my A2s go down, that I have a complete component or a complement of, of parts and the buttstock to uh, get it going again if I need to. Yeah. And Chad, really been, yeah, Chad has been at a, at a match before and had a, an extractor blow. Hmm. And you know what? He was able to go, oh, I have my, he was able yeah. to fix it right on the spot. I usually just keep snacks and cookies in there, but I never thought about parts kit. That's really smart though. <laughs> um, speaking of cleaning kit, uh, so Otis, actually, we're going to be at the Otis booth at SHOT Show doing a podcast and then doing a booth appearance. Um, but definitely check out their cleaning products. They're nice enough to um, not essentially sponsor the podcast, but you know, sponsor us and they make some really good stuff as well. Um, but any sort of cleaning products, maybe a cleaning kit. Um, I know when I first started shooting, the idea of like cleaning my gun just terrified me because I'm like, gosh, I'm not going to be able to get it back apart. Or I mean, I'm not going to get it back together. 
And uh, and then once you do it a few times, you're like, I don't even know what I was so nervous about. But, you know, but yeah, a cleaning kit would be great, especially for the beginner who doesn't have one. Um, electronic ear pro, like something really nice. Uh, that's another thing that a lot of people want. But, you know, anything good is probably going to be about 100 bucks. My favorite. So I like Isotunes. Um, in fact, I think if you use the code isotunes.com forward slash Ava 10 or the code Ava 10, um, you'll get 10% off. But I also like Howard Light. And then I would also actually this would be a really inexpensive gift is to get the gel inserts. Do you have like the little gels that are for your ear, like your ear muffs? It makes all the difference because the worst thing is, is like when I'm teaching a class and I'm on the range for hours, eventually you just feel like, you know, your eye pro, although it doesn't happen that much now that I have my gaiters, but um, before that, because it was a little bit bendier, my eye pro would just be sticking into my temples and I couldn't wait to just get off the range to just get off my ear and eye pro. But those little gel inserts make a huge difference and Isotune sells them. I know Howard Lights does. Um, at this point, they're pretty easy. I'd almost say you could probably find them on Amazon as well. I want to give a little bit of a shout out uh, to another company as well related to the uh, EarPro. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've been using Howard Lights for a long time and I like them. I think that they're they're sort of the Honda Civic of electronic EarPro. Like yeah. they may not be the fanciest, they may not be the most well-made, but they're obtainable, they're affordable, and gosh, if they don't work. I feel I've that way about walkers. I feel like Walkers is the Honda Civic. I love I love Walkers. I love yeah. Howard Light for sure. I've never had that. Oh, Howard Light though is like the only thing is like their marketing. I will say their marketing needs some improvement. And so does their website. But as far as their products go, it's pretty good. Well, one thing I want to mention is that whether you're running um, Peltors, Walkers, um, Howard Lights, no matter whose ear pro you run, um, there's also some really great ear pro wraps that you can get. Uh, and our friends um, here in Locust Grove have, uh, oh my gosh, it's Flatline Fiber Pro, okay? And they, right here in, in my hometown, and they actually make a variety of different soft goods. They do, uh, so Flatline uh, Fiber, they also make some nice rifle slings, which would be a great gift that you can give someone, um, and things of that nature, but also the ear pro wraps. And, and so they have a couple of different types of ear pro wraps. One is an ear pro wrap that has a belt clip on it where you can, it's almost like a HK style oh, yeah. clip and you can clip your ear pro on your belt or on your gear. So if you do have to take it off, you can keep up with it, but then also has a Velcro label on top. So you can put your name on your ear pro because that's one common thing that tends to walk off, right? You know, someone, if there's a pair of ear pro doesn't have your name on it or some type of identifying mark, look guys, it happens. People walk off with that type of stuff. But if you've got, let's say, a purple or pink, uh, you know, wrap on there that says Ava on it, well, then someone's going to go, this is Ava's ear pro, and they're going to know, right? Um, I've got a camo one that's ATAX, and I've got Eric IB8888. That way, if someone finds my ear pro, they know it belongs to me. So is that all that they make? It's just the wrap that goes over your head? Because I was thinking, like, full-on wrap, you know, it wraps the ear things. And I was like, I don't know, that might be a little too much for me. But if it's just, like, the wrap part... Um, I've seen those. Um, and yeah, I think it's great because especially when they do like a ceasefire, you're like, cool, what do I do with my ear pro? And you want to attach it to something as opposed to, you know, holding it the whole time. That was, it yeah. It does add a little bit of padding up underneath as well. So it has padding on the bottom, Velcro yeah. on the top for your labels and things like that. And then a clip. And I think a set of those, uh, wraps for your ear pro, like 25 bucks, something like that, maybe yeah. 30 yeah. with the clip, definitely a worthy upgrade. Maybe if someone in your life, you know, they already have ear pro and you want to kind of upgrade their ear pro, that might be something, you know, and it fits in a stocking, something yeah. more flexible. Absolutely. That's a really good idea. All right. Time to take a break and hear from our sponsor, ATI Outdoors. So they have, uh, I've talked about this stock, um, I think like two shows ago, and this stock is the TAC Light. This is the Gen 1 TAC Light. And I think it looks great. Um, it's really affordable. And, you know, nothing beats like a good looking stock uh, when you're, you know, whether you're making kind of a budget AR or you're putting together some quality. But uh, this has not been shown before. They have their Taclite Gen 2. And look how much sleeker that looks. I'll hold them up side by side. Eric, you should have gotten yours in the mail as well. Um, but these will not be releasing until 
well, they're going to debut them at SHOT Show, but they're not going to be, um, I think they'll be on their their website January 1st-ish, and then mid-January, they're going to start shipping them out. But essentially, this is going to give you a lot more, has a lot more, um, uh, what's it called? A lot more of the little slots available. So length of poll, um, you know, if you want something a little bit longer, a little bit shorter, uh, this offers a lot more than that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty nice. I, I can't wait. I'm actually putting together an AR right now. And I think I'm definitely going to put this stock on there because this is just like definitely a good looking stock, don't you think? They have made some very distinctive dimensional changes to that stock in the Gen 2 version to help improve the fit quite a bit. It's a much tighter fit. You also yeah. get the additional length of pull, as you mentioned. And also, one thing that I'll mention, look, I, I have been using ATI products for a very long time. And I've seen them, you know, come a long way from some of their early designs to what they have now. And I have to say, the ATI's new stuff is looking very sleek, very modern, very mm -hmm. tactical, very... Uh, very, very nice. Uh, very yeah. nice look. I, while you were showing that off, I went ahead and grabbed this other set of Ear Pro just to show you those wraps real quick. Yeah, so I actually have some of those. In fact, I think I'm going to give my sister some for Christmas because I have extras. Those flatline fiber. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to show that. So people, and now this one doesn't have a label, but you can see the Velcro. You can add the label. So yeah. just something to think about. That's all. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Uh, so guys, if you want to check out ATI Outdoors, head on over to ATI outdoors.com uh next i would say extra magazines depending on the gun some of these magazines can be kind of spendy though like sig for the longest time i didn't really buy any sig products because i'm like their magazines are like 65 dollars a magazine uh and then you have glock on the other hand which is like 20 bucks a magazine um there is a website called uh gosh what is it it's just for magazines and of course i'm drawing a blank gun mag warehouse Yes. Yes. Definitely check out their stuff first. Um, you can, you know, compare prices. Um, you know, hopefully if you order now, you probably get it in time before Christmas. That's why we're, we're releasing the show a little bit earlier before Christmas. So that if we do give you guys any good ideas, you'll hopefully have some time to, you know, to get it um, through the mail before Christmas. But yeah, I would say magazines. I mean, that's one of those things that a lot of people need and something that most people don't want to buy. Um, I would also say maybe a training class, especially if they've never taken a training class before. Let's say they were, I mean, you know, raised around guns. Their grandpa taught them how to shoot a gun. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not discrediting like what they know or anything like that, but like maybe taking uh, an advanced class or, um, or even a concealed carry class, you know, some states require that you take a class first before you can get your concealed carry permit. So that would be a really great gift option. And I would just do the gift certificate so that they're, you know, they can pick the the course date later on. Also a range membership. If you, you know, let's say somebody's like, oh, I really need to start practicing more. I just, you know, I just don't always make the time. If you get them a range membership, I feel like they'd make more time for it. And depending on the range, if it's outdoor or indoor, it can be somewhat pricey or it could be pretty inexpensive. Yeah, those are all great suggestions. And one thing, I, I do have a bone to pick about SIG, about SIG mags. So yeah. you mentioned that SIG mags are expensive, and, and yes, they are. Like the 22, I think they're 22 or 23 round mags for the M17, M18, and P320s. Yeah, I have one of the, the Flux Raiders, and I really love that gun because it uses... Uh, you know, sort of the chassis system out of the SIG and you can just boom, drop it right in. It's good to go. I really yeah. do like M17 and the P320 series. Uh, I will say I haven't had very good luck with a lot of aftermarket magazines for SIG. No. So, okay. Like I used to have a lot of ETS magazines. I eventually stopped working with them because I'm like, I'm having more issues with these damn magazines. And it wasn't just like SIG magazines. I mean, the SIG magazines were like not great at all. But even the AR magazines, I'd be like shooting it in midway. My magazine would just like fall out of my gun. And mm -hmm. for, you know, the first time I have it, I'm like, maybe it's just this gun, maybe because, you know, it was Cerakoted or something wasn't right. Um, but it just continued to happen. And I'm like, all right, these aren't even great to train with. Or they just kept getting, you know, just like causing jams. And so, yeah, that is unfortunate is that 
typically like with Glock, I mean, there's so many aftermarket Glock magazines and they all work really well. The SIG aftermarket magazines, not so much. I don't think I've found a company that um, that I'm like super happy with just yet. So actually, if anybody knows or has recommendations, definitely let us know. Comment below. Yeah. And uh, and then who knows? Maybe we'll find something at SHOT Show. You know, I mean, um, new companies. Where, you know, I typically, you know, will buy factory SIG magazines for that reason. Now, yeah. yes, it's pricey. Uh, I, I got some of the M&P high cap uh, mags to try from ETS. And I, I had problems out of the M&P ones. I had problems out of the SIG ones. The uh -huh. AR mags that ETS makes, uh, you know, those for me have worked fairly well. Now, I, I can't mirror your particular issues, but I would say that I have some of the earlier versions. I don't know how, if things have changed with them, but the ETS, um, uh, I think it's Elite Tactical Systems. But the yeah. ETF uh, AR mags that I've ran have worked uh, quite well. And I do like the clear look, which is kind of cool. It looks great on video for pictures and things like that. But I just want to mention that not all aftermarket mags are made equal. And one of the best a aftermarket magazine companies um, that I have found uh, for sure is, uh, oh my gosh, and here I am drawing a blank, like I'm supposed yeah. to know this, but like they they primarily, what what I got into, you know, these particular mags was with when we did the meltdown video, they sent us a whole bunch of their Glock magazines, the aftermarket ones, and they worked exceptionally well. They weren't the con Korean ones, but they were the, oh my gosh, they do all kind of Vepper and Sega mags. And I'm trying to think of the name of the company. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, oh my gosh. I'm going to remember later on, but um, <laughs> now I want to know. I know. Let, me, let me figure it out. Um, I'm like, I think maybe I have an idea, but even the magazine company that I'm thinking of, I'm drawing a blank on as well. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna figure it out because I'm. Okay, I'm so you Google that. I'm gonna go to the next thing. Yeah. New sites. Like update those sites, especially for pistols. There's nothing better than like glow in the dark sites. I think, especially if you're using it for like home defense, concealed carry. Um. They've gotten pretty inexpensive nowadays where you don't have to spend like an arm and a leg because for a while it was like, you know, like the Trigicon ones. Okay, it's like over 200 bucks. And you're like, oh, that's kind of pricey for just these little tiny sites. Excess um, Sites has some that were pretty well. Um, lots of different companies. And then actually, speaking of Excess Sites, though, they have a site pusher. I'm a pretty big fan of that. That thing works really well. And if you know, if you're looking like to change out your sights or on a lot of your guns, I would recommend buy that sight pusher. I believe it's like maybe $100, $150. But if you were to go to a gunsmith and have them do it, typically they're going to charge you $50, if not a little bit more. So if you're doing more than one, you know, one site change, I would say just buy the sight pusher and do it yourself. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to mess up your slide. That's for sure. It's, it's expensive to replace a slide if you mess something up and to mess up the sights. Now, when it comes to aftermarket sites, I like the night vision stuff. Have you ever uh, messed oh, yeah. with any of the night vision? Yeah. You know, they're great aftermarket night sites that use, you know, the tritium style uh, vials. And they're a lot cheaper than the Trigicons. And they come in a lot of cool, bougie colors. You can get like a white outline with a blue center, pink, uh, red, orange, all different types of color combinations. So check them out. Night Vision, definitely a great um, site company to look into. And they make them for a variety of different guns. And by the way, that magazine company is SGM Tactical. Um, they make the best aftermarket box-fed shotgun magazine. So like, if you're looking for a magazines for your Sega 12, for your Vepr, or anything like that, um, they are by far one of the best aftermarket magazine companies for those types of guns, as well as, I mean, the, their Glock magazines work exceptionally well. So, um, yeah, big and shout out to SGM. SGM Tactical. Yeah. I'll have to check them out. Okay. That's not the company that I was thinking of. Now, I don't know if they make SIG mags or M&P mags. I've never looked that far down the rabbit hole. But when we did our Glock meltdown video, uh, Kevin over there sent me a whole pile of magazines. And he was like, well, I hope they work well, Eric, because I've got a lot riding on this. Like, if these things don't work, <laughs> I'm going to feel like a jerk. And it ends up in every single mag ram, 110% perfect for the meltdown. So um, nice. I, I, I like them. The SGMs work quite well. Nice. Uh, next, I would say probably the JMAC Customs um, accessories, like their their grip, their forward grip, their stocks. I'm in love with their stocks. 
Oh my gosh. And like, you know, like the, you know, the folding stocks, how even on any stock gun or a lot of the aftermarket parts, like when you go to fold it, you really need to like kind of break it in just because, oh yeah, you see, that's so funny because I'm pretty sure that's the one that I ordered last night as I was making this list, you know, because I'm a, a female and I can multitask. And I ordered that for the PCC that I have. And isn't it, doesn't it feel so good to just like, like when you're like working the parts, it's almost like they paid somebody to just sit there and do exactly what you're doing and break it in for you. Yeah. So I would say if somebody has this gun that they're just like, you know, they want, they're like, eh, it's okay. It doesn't do much for me. If you just change out the stock, the grip and add like a forward grip, oh man, that makes all the difference. And it just looks amazing. If you guys haven't checked out uh, JMAC Customs, their stuff's like really good. It's I you mean, know, one thing I want to add about JMAC as well is that they are such awesome people. They mm -hmm. really are. Like they are such wonderful people, and they really, really love what they're doing. They have a very clear passion for making accessories. So you know, you're not just buying a product. Like you know, really, when you support JMAC, they they are just such a great group of people that they really love what they're doing. And you can tell when you talk to them, they nerd out over every little detail. So yeah. um, definitely a group of people I, I respect a lot and uh, they're just wonderful. And uh, yeah. they've always been good to me. They've always treated me well. They, you know, uh, I've got nothing but good things to say about them. They do a lot of OEM work as well, y'all. So like if if you're wondering, oh, well, what about JMAC this, JMAC that? If you look on PSA's website, a lot of PSA guns come with JMAC as a, as a standard accessory for some of the more upgraded, uh, you know, uh, pistols that they sell, especially so. Um, they, they do a lot of business with PSA. So a lot of your PSAs have, you know, like the, like the gun I just showed, you know, the Jackal, you know, they all have a lot of the J Met custom accessories and they're quite good. Hmm. Very nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was looking on their website, you can get a pistol grip, a forward grip and a tube, uh, that kind of gives it like a skeletonized look to a degree. Uh, all of those three for just one ninety nine. So not bad at all. Mm-mm. Uh, Eric, you put night locks on here, and I'm not sure what you mean by night locks. Right. So uh, there's a company called Nightlock, uh, and it was a company John Lovell turned me on to. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Warrior Poet Society, John mm -hmm. Lovell and his whole thing, but um, John Lovell turned me on to these guys, and the owner reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, maybe I'll send you a few um, samples to check out, and uh, he sent me a couple, and I installed them. So basically what it is is it's an entry denial barrier. Uh, for your door and what you do is you take these big long ugly screws and you put them you put them down uh, into the strike plate that mounts uh, right behind your door now it's intended to go on the inside of the door you know so the idea is that when you close your door at night uh, it's a big old plate that you slide in uh, at the bottom of the door and it creates a very specific type of mechanical bond that the door absolutely cannot open like they will destroy the entire door jam they'll have to break the entire door free of the actual door jam, the whole, the way it's hung and everything um, in order to break down your door. Like they cannot kick in your door. And there's videos of guys that are, they are batter, battering, ramming the crap out of the door, trying to get it to go in. And of course the whole door, the door itself might break to pieces, but that night lock is not going to give up. Right? So the idea is you go to bed at night, you slide the night lock in and you go about your business. Okay. And it, it makes that, that barrier, super super tough like that barrier of entry they're absolutely not going to get in uh, a couple of other housekeeping things related to home to home security that i would just want to kind of mention real quick that related to the night lock is that also a lot of your screws that you're going to put on your entryway you want to make sure that you use much stouter screws right okay. uh, so there's a lot of these uh you know the blue spacks that you have like a, a much higher shear strength that can take a whole lot more abuse and you want to make sure that all of your door hardware is attached with the most gnarliest, heaviest uh, type of, uh, you know, high shear strength screw that you can possibly get. And that'll add a lot of hardening uh, to your home as well. So if you are going to get someone a night lock as a Christmas gift, make sure they know that while, yes, the night lock is a gnarly piece of gear, uh, they cost about $45, 50 bucks. Like they're, it's a very affordable upgrade and they're av available in a couple of different finishes and things like that. But um, check them out. The night locks are great. Um, that's a great gift to give someone, but just make sure they know also that you do have to beef up your hardware all on the other places. Cause if, yeah, the night lock is super tough, 
But if you got those little measly cheap screws holding the rest of the door in, um, yeah, they're going to kick the door. The door may not move, but the door jam, the whole door assembly may may move. So you have to, you know, beef it up a bit. But I wanted to mention it because it's a great gift. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get one from my house. Though the first thing I did when I moved into my new house was like, you know, increase the locks, like the bolts, make them longer, um, all of that stuff. But I've not heard of of that night lock. And that's the company that it's called night locks. Night lock. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Um, last is, I mean, optics. Optics are always nice gifts. Um, Gideon. That's another thing that I'm always like, I hate buying optics, especially when you put so much money into a gun that you just put together or you just spent so much money, even if you just bought it like stock. And now you're just like, oh, and how much do I have to spend on that optic? So it's kind of nice when, you know, I would be so appreciative if somebody gave me an optic. I would just be like, yes, but optics are kind of tough. But like you can get like your common, you know, red dot uh, Gideon optics, for example. I mean, there's lots of companies out there that you don't have to spend an arm and a leg, especially when we're just talking about like a red dot. You know, if you're doing, you know, precision rifle shooting or ELDR or whatever, uh, I'm sorry, LRD um wait lr no lrs long range maybe lrs (laughs) i don't even know i don't do it um then i would say yeah you you probably want to be extremely picky as to like what glass you're you're using um but i think that that kind of wraps up our christmas list if there's anything that you guys can think of definitely let us know that's what the comment section is for before we leave you guys though Uh, I do want to shout out listener of the week and you could become listener of the week. All you have to do is go to uh, iTunes. If you have an, uh, an iPhone, super easy, go to the podcast app, search for pew pew panel, leave us a review. And this is from T Dan five stars. Fantastic addition to the show. As if the show wasn't good enough already. Ava adds, Ava adds Eric from IV 8888. One of the earliest gun tubers I've watched, Eric brings his deep knowledge of firearms along with a deep perspective on many topics. With Ava leading the chain, or I'm sorry, with Ava leading the charge, Pew Pew panel is even more exciting now. Praise the Lord and pass the hot peppers. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hot peppers. All right, guys. Well, don't forget to tune don't forget to tune in to next week's episode when Eric eats the peppers um and if you guys don't see him after the show comes out that's because we are recording the next episode pretty close into this episode uh right after this episode so if you don't hear from him like a week before the show comes out that's probably why yeah yeah i may have to be admitted to the hospital and have my stomach pumped who knows we'll see yeah well thoughts and prayers <laughs> oh boy Well, I hope everyone has a great week and thank you so much for supporting Pew Pew Panel. We really enjoy this podcast and I know I can speak for Ava. Uh, We love this show and uh, I hope you all got some great ideas for the gun lover in your life for Christmas ideas and hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. You know, spend time with your families, go and have fun and and, and try not to stress so much. I know that like there's a lot of things going on. You look at the media and you see all the crap going on and uh, everything they're trying to to shove down our throats in terms of these narratives and you think that the world is just falling apart and going to hell in a handbasket the truth of the matter is look at the world in front of you as you see it when you're home with your families when you're you're on vacation you know you're off for break and you're hanging out for the holidays with your family you know try to put all that out of your mind and just spend the good quality time with your family and and not let all of the rigors of the world attack you from every direction and enjoy yourselves and uh we'll be here when you get back yeah stay in the moment guys and enjoy it So we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, y'all.